from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Good morning and welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. I hope everybody's doing well this morning and enjoying their lives, making the most of it, being good to one another, and just ultimately having a good time. You know, I hope that... I hope that your day is going well. I hope that you're treating people well. I think I <clears throat> I I just hope you had a good weekend. I really do. <clears throat> and I can tell you that pretty much everybody in the world probably had a better weekend than I did. So, if you think that your day is going bad and you think your times are going bad, just know that it's not as bad as my weekend and and things will get better, folks. And, uh, and this song really goes a long way to shout out to Deadpool, too, for this. So thank you for <clears throat> being patient with me. As you can hear, I've kind of lost my voice a little bit over the last couple days. And, uh, you know, my, my voice, it obviously means a lot to me. <laughs> you know, to everybody it does. But for me, you know, it's my livelihood. For, you know, my voice is, is my show. My voice is the way that I live my dreams and, and share my dreams with you. So it is, uh, it's not an easy thing to not have. And, you know, there's a lot of things that have been taken away from me in the last couple days, but I want you to know something to everybody that listens out there, whether there's one of you or a million of you, I I want you to know that this voice that I have that <laughs> that I may have lost and come back and whatnot over the last couple of days, I will never not be here for you. Uh, I will never walk out on you. Uh, I will never give up on you. You know, my message when I got onto the airwaves 15 plus years ago was to spread positivity to make people think in a good way, uh, to make people have open dialogue and compromise, to be positive over and over and over again. You know, positivity was huge to to be empathetic, to be <clears throat> to to honor people who have morals and values, to speak about God, to make you laugh, to talk about faith and so my voice has always come onto these airwaves, uh, whether it be ESPN in, in Scranton, Pennsylvania, or Syracuse, New York, or Orlando, Florida, or when I worked with Fox and Scouts, or when I worked <clears throat> with the Score 1260, and, and obviously that was connected to Yahoo at the time that I was there. So wherever my voice has been, <clears throat> it has 
never wavered. It's never changed. And I want to give a shout-out to Lisa because you reminded me on Saturday um, who I am and who I've always been. And, uh, and Lisa, a good friend of mine, and she was actually my babysitter when I was growing up. So they were like seven years apart, and uh, my buddy James, it's his older sister, and she said, you know, what's what I marvel about you or what's interesting about you is that you've never changed <clears throat> in, in every period of your life as you've grown up. You've always been Daniel. You've never wavered from who you are or what you are. And right now is the hardest time to not do that for me. But I won't because... Outside influences, negative people, and broken situations are, no matter how bad your life looks on this Monday morning or whenever, I don't want you to change the things inside of you that you know are beautiful. If you're hurting people and you're being mean to people, you know you should change. I don't have to tell you that. You know that deep down inside. But for those that are doing good in this world and trying to fight with every fiber of their being, don't give up. Don't stop being who you are. You know, things change and issues arise, situations that you thought were good aren't even close but don't ever stop being a good person and when somebody tells you to stop living your dreams don't listen please don't listen the job that I do is not 9 to (laughs) 5 not even close it's 12 to 12 it never stops When I go to bed, you know, I take a break. But I don't see it as a a threat or a challenge to my happiness. I am so happy because the more I give to this, the more I give to talking with you, to having an open dialogue in a world that desperately needs it, I get more fire. I get more fervor. It would have been easy, trust me. It would have been easy to wake up this morning and not come on the air. It would have been easy to give up. But I don't know easy. And I don't know giving up. The world can throw me lemons, limes, slugs, eels, poop. I don't care. I'm going to make something good out of it. I always have. I always will. And whatever this new challenge is from God, I'm taking it. Because if I've learned anything from God, when he throws you a challenge or a test, if you put it down and say, I'm not going to do it, he ends up giving it to you again. So, <clears throat> we can always improve, we can always get better, but thank you to Lisa for telling me that she was proud that I've always been myself. She says, what's there not to like? And some people had a lot of answers for that. 
But the people that know me, my family, my friends who are my family, everybody in 32 years of my life, because I'm less than a week of being 33 years old, and it may be the most alone birthday I've ever felt in my heart. But I know that I'll be surrounded by people that love me. I know that no matter what, I have a great mom, I have a great dad, and, you know, my parents have their stuff, everybody has their stuff. And I said to myself, and this is how crazy God is, I said to myself, with everything going on, I'll never be able to eat at Cracker Barrel with my parents together again. And then we ate at Cracker Barrel yesterday. And they didn't even know that. So God has a mysterious, funny way of taking my personal situations, which stink right now, and making other things that I thought were impossible come true. And it's those little messages. If this isn't impossible, Dan, then what is, you know? You thought this was impossible, but look, it happened. You thought this was impossible, but we did it. And I'm on the air this morning because where else am I going to (laughs) be? Hiding, sulking, crying, beat myself up. You can't do that. I know that it's going to make somebody really, really mad that I woke up this morning and I did my show. But if somebody hates you for loving yourself, then those people don't need to be a part of your life. And nobody should ever stand between you And what you know is right. Cowards run. It is the hardest thing in the world to stay. It is the hardest thing in the world to stay and turn the mic on and do this and do that. And with all the people in this world... Are you a stayer or are you a runner? When life is in your face, do you run backwards with your tail between your legs? Or do you look at life and say, what do you got for me now? I got this. Life is in my face right now. Life is in my face. And what type of voice would I be and what type of broadcaster would I be with life looking at me dead in the eyes and running away when I've told you all for 15 plus years to never run away, to face your problems, to face your life, to be good to yourself. I'm going to find the words as we go about our days. I'm going to find the way to pick up 
carry on. I'm going to find a way to, as Lisa said, be Daniel through it all. And never stop being who I am. It means a lot to me when I was a kid for somebody to for somebody to say when you were seven, when you were twelve, when you were fifteen, when you were twenty five, when you were thirty two, you've always been the same the same guy. And it's a good thing. You've not let this world take from you your light. You haven't let this world snuff out your light. Even the people that you're that are supposed to love and care about you the most, you've never let anyone take your candle away. You know how hard it is to love God in this world when so many people blame God for everything? Every day I wake up, it's God's fault, it's God's fault, it's God's fault. No. God gave people choices. God gave people chances. God drew lines in the sand. And human beings cross them every day. And you know what God's looking for? He's not looking for perfection. God's not looking for you to do the right, to always be perfect, to always Never make a mistake. He's just asking that you always have the best intentions. That you have a moral compass and that you're good to the gifts that he gives to you or else he takes them away. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. I thought when I was growing up I could be perfect. <clears throat> but isn't it, 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 it? No matter what happens in your life, don't ever run. Because where are you going? Your problems will always be there the next day. You run away from something, it doesn't go away. It's standing there waiting for you. And it will follow you wherever you go. Until you face it. And life isn't easy, and that (laughs) came front and center to me very recently. Some things in life that are supposed to be easy are probably the hardest things. But I won't wake up in the morning and not be here for you. I swear to God. You will never have to worry about me giving up on you. Ever. Because I know there's people out there. I know there's people out there hurting right now. I know there's people out there saying, I'm the only one going through this and you're not. I know there's people out there saying right now, Dan, I appreciate your message, but I can't get through this. But you can. And you will.
Life throws you curveballs. You still got to hit them. You still got to hit them. And it's the craziest thing in the world. Besides loving God and loving myself and loving my dog and my friends and my family, the easiest thing in the world for me to do is turn this mic on. I said to my mom yesterday, how am I supposed to go on the air tomorrow? And in my head I said, How can I? How can I go on the air tomorrow? Nothing's ever going to stop me. Ever. Even when God looks at me and says, hey man, it's time to go. I'll still be here. (laughs) Hopefully there's something that I can say today tomorrow, anytime, yesterday, 10 years ago, that stuck with you and that that is helping you today. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. It's not okay to run. It's not okay to pretend. It's not okay to not stick up for what's right. And it's not okay to not be yourself. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of your life. Be proud of everything that you built. And when somebody can't love you for being the great person you are, give yourself a hug. And pray for that person. Don't hate in this world. Please don't hate anybody in this world. They want you to hate them. It makes them feel better for everything that they're doing. Don't hate them. Love them. That's what drives them nuts. Every single one of you right now needs to know you're not alone. And I love every single one of you. Let's head into the morning menu. Today's morning menu proudly brought to you by all of the great partners at Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Truly appreciate it. And I thank you so much for being a part of the show. And I thank all the partners that we have. Coming up in just a second is going to be Marvin Graves with Monday Morning Quarterback. And in the second hour of the show, we're going to have on the prowl Jacksonville Jaguars coverage. Talk about turning a negative into a positive. What good things do I have to say about the Jacksonville Jaguars in a 40-7 to loss? God help me, please. So, and if I sounded sad to start off today's show, I'm not trying to be sad. I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to be true. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset, but I just want you all to know with every fiber of my being, I will always be your voice and nobody's ever going to quiet mine. Take a step aside. We'll be back in a second. This is a wake up call. Fast break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help 
people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily, and we bring in local produce, we prepare to order in the kitchen, we hand bread our chicken, we hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to have you here on the broadcast and proud to always on a Monday morning be able to have my Monday morning quarterback on the show to do his thing, and that is none other than the man, Marvin Graves. Marvin Graves with us every Monday uh, right around 9.15 a.m. Eastern time. Today we're starting a little bit back as there was a message that, you know, obviously had to be shared on the show today. So with that being said, I am more than happy to have Marvin here on the broadcast to speak with you about Syracuse this upcoming week, coming off the bye week, and so much more. So with great pleasure and gratitude, happy Monday morning, Marvin. How are we doing today? Doing great, Dan. Happy Monday morning to you too. And Marvin, you know, it's been a week off. Now, usually, you know, that that can be a good thing. It's kind of, you know, recharge the battery type of thing. What do you think about the the week off for Syracuse football? I mean, obviously, you played at Syracuse. You played the sport of football collegiately and professionally. What can a week off do? I mean, obviously, I know with you know getting the body better and getting guys back healthy and whatnot, that's important. But 
what can you say about bye weeks and, and the importance of that time? Um, I think it's important. Um, you know, I think yeah, for Syracuse, I think six games into the season is a good time to hit the reset button, try to get some guys healthy um, for the coaches, do some self-scouting, um, try to game plan, you know, uh, for not only uh, the team uh, coming up, but try to get a jump on um, a few more teams down the road. So the bye week is good. And then, you know, the players, they've been, you know, working out ever since the off season, spring ball, you know, the summer program, then you got camp and, you know, just a lot going on. So um, the bye week is definitely a good thing. Um, the key is, and I'm sure that, um, you know, Coach Babers and his staff have, has used it well. The key is, you know, what you do with your bye. So um, um, I think the bye week is a good thing, um, but you really have to come back out um, and, and pick up that tempo from, uh, the previous six weeks and, and, and even surpassed that. So um, it, it, I think for the most part, it's a good thing. Speaking here with Marvin Graves, our Monday morning quarterback here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Uh, Marvin, like like you said, you know, it, it comes at a time where it gets to split the season. I, I've, I've thought about this before, and I really like the idea of every team you know, collegiately, professionally, you know, that, that every team across the country gets the same – by week, they get the same break. Now, I know that certain ones are if you're traveling West Coast to East Coast or if you have a game out of the country. So I know that there's exceptions to the rule, but, you know, with London games and the NFL and whatnot. But uh, are you a proponent of of everybody, you know, taking a break at the same time so there's no unfair advantage? Or what do you think about that? Because, you know, some teams in the past, you know, uh, collegiately in the first four weeks, they get a bye and then nothing for the rest of the season. Some get it like Syracuse right in the middle. Some get it, you know, in week 11 of, you know, 12 weeks. So, you know, how do you look at at uh, the bye weeks? And do you think that, you know, it should be across the board as best it can be that, that everybody takes a break at the same time? Or do you like the fact that it fluctuates so randomly across the country? Well, I think that's a great point that you bring up, Dan. I really never even thought about it that way. Um I think to, for everyone to have the same bye week, um, I don't know. I, I think that'll be that could be good. I think maybe it can be condensed into maybe a three week, a two or three week, um, I guess space where you know all the teams have a bye within those two to three weeks. Um, you know, one week it could be tough because, like you said, different teams are. Uh, are traveling all over the world. Um, you know, there's homecoming, there's this, there's that. Um, but I think if it could be condensed, um, you know, between a two or three week uh, span, I think, you know, that's probably what I would uh, push for. And, you know, when, when we look at this, you know, Syracuse gets theirs right in the middle. That, you know, rarely happens with with, you know, the Orange or with a lot of teams out there. What do you? What can you say about that as a former player to essentially have you know two seasons, so to speak? However, you did in the first part of your season. Now there's a break, regroup and figure it out. You know, just just what you can say about having it smack dab in the middle, six games break, six games, and and what that could mean for the Orange. Um, 
I think having it in the middle was a, was a good spot. Um, you know, when you look at Syracuse's uh, first six games, I mean, I think you really got to you gotta be a little frustrated, but at the same time, you know, these guys have to be proud of, you know, the, the product that they've put on the field for the most part. Um, you know, could have easily, a few plays here or there, uh, be 6-0. and So um, I think for, for the Qs, um having it in the middle of the season, um, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think, you know, like I said, you know, college athletes, even high school, all the way up to the pros, these guys are, you know, working out as pretty much as soon as the off season, uh, the season ends, you know, they get a little break and then, you know, they're back at it for the next, you know, season. So the body really takes, uh, and, and, you know, physically and mentally, it could take a toll on, you know, not only the coaching staff, but, you know, the athletes as well. Uh, as athletes, you know, more, both physical and mental. So, um, you know, it's good to have that, that chance to hit the reset button. But, again, you have to really use that bye week uh, from an athlete standpoint to, you know, kind of get your injuries, your nicks, um, get your treatment, make sure your body is right, and, um, you know, stay stay connected with, you know, the coaching staff and your teammates and, you know, really reflect on the six weeks and take a look at, you know, what's left in front of you. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I got to speak with Dino Babers about it. And, you know, he looks at at a bye week, you know, at this bye week that just happened. And, you know, even though his team was, like he said, you know, leading in the fourth quarter on the road in two games and didn't close it out. I mean, the team is four and two coming through the first six games. You know, just what you could say about that. I mean, yeah, the team arguably should be 6-0 and right now, but they're 4-2. and What positives are you taking from that? Because, you know, essentially in that case, they've won, you know, the, the, the first part of their season, so to speak. They have more wins than losses. They're not at 500 coming out of that. So what positives do you take away from those first six games? Well, um, the fact that you do have a winning record at this point. Um, you're 4-2. and two. Um, you, you've shown on the national stage that you can compete um, on any given Saturday with uh, top teams in the country. Um, but you've also shown that you can go on the road and, and, and struggle to um, finish games. So um, I think the positive that you, you take out of it is um, that, that we have shown that you know we can play against uh, some of the top teams in the country and, and get the game in the fourth quarter and have a chance to win. Um, and, and I think, you know, at, at the halfway point, um, I think these guys should really be ready to come out this weekend and, and really make a push for these last six games and see, you know, where we end up at the end of the year with bowl game. That coming from Marvin Graves, our Monday morning quarterback here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Every Monday you can listen in in the first hour right around 9.15 a.m. And uh, we're talking Syracuse football throughout the weeks. Marvin and I speaking on the bye week and its importance and, and just our takeaways. Marvin, in the two games that Syracuse lost, they're, you know, at Clemson, they were in this game all the way up until the end. The offense and defense made blunders late in the game that ended up affecting the team. The run defense obviously had some trouble against Clemson. And then against Pittsburgh, they come out striking. They get up early. There's a rain delay. And then it goes back and forth and, and goes into overtime. And ultimately, Syracuse can't capitalize and, and win the game and close it out. 
What did what did you see in in those two games? Because close wasn't close enough. They're not wins on Syracuse's schedule. So how do you see them? Because they played very, you know, they played well enough to win, but they didn't end up winning. Um, I think we had touched on this last week as well. I think um, you know, winning winning football games, uh, it's a lot of parity in college football. Um, a lot of teams match up differently against uh, different teams. Um, when, when you've played against a Pittsburgh back in the Big East, like these teams really know each other. So um, there's a little more to the game uh, when it comes down to, uh, you know, certain certain opponents. So um, what, what I saw is a team that is struggling, not struggling, that's not a good word to use. What I saw is a team that is is trying, is learning how to win football games, learning how to win the close ones, learning how to overcome uh, certain adversities uh, like Clemson when Clemson made the run to come back, uh, being able to, you know, put another touchdown on the board to really put a team in the bind where they're starting to press and not give them confidence. Um, football is a game of momentum, and I think um, at times we give that momentum back and I think what you see is a team that's that's learning through that. So hopefully over the next six games and, and on into the future, those games can go in our favor. And with Syracuse uh, coming up this week, they have North Carolina. North Carolina is a team that has won one game this season. Ironically, they defeated Pittsburgh when Syracuse did not. They defeated Pittsburgh 38-35. to Outside of that, they lost a close game to California at California, 24-17. Got wiped off the field by East Carolina, 41-19 on the road at East Carolina. And then lost to Miami in Miami, 47-10. And most recently, this past week, lost to, or this past weekend, lost to Virginia Tech, 22-19. As a struggling Virginia Tech team, that has lost to Old Dominion is sputtering a little bit here, but was able to do enough to win on the road in North Carolina. What do you think about this game? I mean, you know, I'm sure that people are circling this, saying the team is one in four overall. Syracuse should easily win this game, but you know, I kind of look at the rabid dog approach. North Carolina has nothing to lose; they're backed into a corner, and they have the exact same record in conference in the ACC that Syracuse has at one and two. So, what can you say about a team that's that's down and, and not playing well and is 1-4 and four and is dangerously close to not being a bowl team, but uh, what type of threat that that might be or, or anything that maybe you can remember to parallel from your time? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I was thinking about it this morning and I was looking over um, that schedule that you just mentioned and, um, you know, North Carolina is, is 0-3 on the road. Um they, they have, like you said, we have the same record in conference. Um, they're, they're a scary team at this point. And, and I feel like um, us coming off the bye, you know, it's scary sometimes coming off the bye, especially from a coaching standpoint, that your team uh, will come out and start slow. Um, so I think it's very important that um, Syracuse come out and play fast and, and use the dome to, the, to its advantage. Because this North Carolina team is a scary team this week, and again, it's a it's a whole different ball game. It's a new matchup, and you know if you look at it statistically, um, yards per game, you know we're pretty close in a lot of things. So um, 
I think it's a it's a huge game for both programs, and I think us being at home, I would have to give us the edge. And the thing about North Carolina, Syracuse has struggled to stop the run recently here. Pittsburgh had wide open lanes and opportunities. We know with Clemson, that's, you know, Adam Choice as well as uh, Tavian Feaster, you know, and the, the entire team was able to kind of do what they wanted to do to Syracuse, you know, when it comes to Clemson on the ground. Well, North Carolina last year was trying to figure out who can be the running back, who's going to step up, who's going to be the guy in the room. Michael Carter is coming off a game against Virginia Tech where he had 18 carries for 165 yards, 9.2 yards a carry. Is this a, a, a major focus for you as the run defense as Syracuse gets set to, fa- to face another team with yet another running back that's more than capable of moving the ball? Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, I wouldn't want to have it any other way. You know, these guys are going to have to step up. They're going to have to make some plays and and get off the field. You know, they have been creating turnovers defensively. um, But, you know, it's a unit unit type thing. When the defense, you know, can get you the ball back, um, the offense needs to go down and score um, and not turn the ball over. So, um, you know, facing another uh, running back, North Carolina is going to run the football. You know, we we have to play – we have to play sound defense because, um, you know, they run a lot of the shotgun stuff, the RPO stuff, and they can run right at you. So uh, we just have to play our B-gap sound and, and be ready to stop the run and force them to pass the football. And that, you know, a situation, if Syracuse is able to do that, you know, Michael Carter in the three games that he's played has only gotten better with time this season for North Carolina, but on the passing side of it, you know, that is where, you know, we don't we don't see as much in the most recent game. You know, they had four different players throw a pass against Virginia Tech. Nathan Elliott, Cade Fortin had had been in the majority of the time. One you know, and Elliott had fifteen passes, Fortin had eighteen passes. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they utilize that. North Carolina is kind of a team that's going to potentially show you a bunch of different looks in the sense of, you know, they want to see who their quarterback is, you know, which guy's doing well that day, which guy's getting it done that day. So, you know, that could be a dangerous state for Syracuse as you have to prepare for two guys and not one. But at the same time, you control the controllables. And that's how you win, you know, that's how you win the games. You can't focus on the decisions of other people or what other people are going to do. You have to focus on how you are going to react and attack in those situations. So, you know, what can you say about that, Marvin, before I let you go? Controlling the controllables and not focusing on you know, the other team, because I think it's so easy to say, well, they're not good, or they don't do this, or this guy's real, how am I supposed to stop that? You know, kind of the LeBron James factor. I can't stop LeBron. LeBron's great. LeBron's this, LeBron's that. And, you know, you've already beaten yourself before you go into the game. So just to speak on the mentality of it and controlling the controllables. Um, I, I think that's that's pretty much it, what you just said in a nutshell. Um, you know, North Carolina searching for, you know, their top signal caller. Some teams choose to do it by committee uh, for, for one reason or another. Um, I think it just goes back to, you know, breaking it down and, and really looking at situational football. Um, you got to really, it's cliche-ish, but, you know, coaches say it all the time, play one play at a time. 
and and it's hard to get um you know a roster of everyone to buy into that from the guys that are on the field to the guys that are on the sideline um cheering those guys on watching and waiting for their opportunity to play so it really just comes down to situational football you study your opponent you you try to get as much as you can um mentally on you know their offensive formations if they're using you know two quarterbacks different running backs what are their strengths what are their weaknesses but at the end of the day you know from the defensive side of the ball you got to play the defensive line got to play on the other side of the ball run or pass and um you know offensively we got to move the line of scrimmage and protect the quarterback so um i just really think it comes down to you know really honing in like you said on what you're doing being great at what you're doing, doing the little things well, the bigger things to take care of themselves. So um, I, I believe we have some guys that, that are doing that. Like I said, it's been a couple of tough losses in a row, but, you know, I feel like we have the guys that will respond this week, and, and the great thing is we're back home, and this, this can get, you know, the next six games, the second half of the season off on the right track. Speaking here with Marvin Graves and Monday Morning Quarterback, Syracuse quarterback alum, Mr. Marvin Graves. I got to ask you about this because the dome was rocking, the dome was loud when you were playing at Syracuse in the early 90s. There have been, when Syracuse lost to Pittsburgh, you know, stuff on social media, negativity, people saying that, you know, screw this team on the basketball, you know, I'm done, I'm not going to go there, I'm boycotting, I'm not going to the Dome this weekend. What would you, What would be your message to fans living in Central and Upstate New York that are, that are you know, pissed off at the team for losing and don't want to show up on Saturday? Well, I think people have a right to feel, you know, how they feel. Um, but I just feel like if, if you're a fan – um, of a particular team, I feel like you stick with them through thick and thin. You know, times are not going to always be great. And I think through adversity, you find out the character of a lot of people. And, um, you know, I think they should also understand that, you know, the players and coaches, whether they read the newspaper or with social media, like they hear these things. And, and these guys are only human. And I think these guys are going out to win as many ball games as they can they can not for just themselves and the team, but what for the city and, and any other fans that are cheering for them. So, um, you know, you got fair weather fans. Um, you know, a lot of people like to take out their frustrations in, in their own lives on, um, you know, situations like this. But, um, you know, we, we just got to stick with the guys. Um, you know, like I said, through adversity, you find out about people and, obviously some of the people that are saying these things are not, not true Syracuse fans. So um, to, to go to social media and say a lot of things, I think it's pretty coward, pretty cowardly. Yeah, you know what? And I always say if you're going on social media, social media was meant to bring people together, not apart. So be positive. You're allowed to have your opinions. You're allowed to disagree. But, but, but spreading hate in the world is never something that – any any one of us, you know, is, is going to stick up for, especially not Mr. Graves and I. So, Marvin, as always, I appreciate it. I don't know a better way to end the show than what you just said. Uh, and you do want to end the segment, I should say. Through adversity, you find out the character of a lot of people. So, thank you for that. Thank you for those words. And thank you, as always, for joining us on Mondays. It is a, it is a true pleasure and a true honor to have you on the show. Thanks a lot, Dan. I've enjoyed it. I can't wait till next week. Let's go Orange. 
All right, man. Be good. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Take care. Take Bye-bye. care. That coming once again from Marvin Graves. And wow. Truer words could not have been spoken, especially right now. Through adversity, you find out the character of a lot of people. Truer words, truer words, man, could, could, could not have been spoken. Amazing. So thank you, Marvin Graves, for that. Let's take a step aside for a fast break. We'll come back with plenty more to talk about in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. News is spreading in historic Herald Square about Syracuse's favorite sports and entertainment venue, the Press Room Pub, with lots of room next to 450 parking spots. Wash down their delicious nine-ounce burger for $9.95 with a variety of New York State brewed beers. TVs abound all throughout the location, including their 90-inch monster. Watch your game, enjoy time with family friends, as well as bringing the kids to the playroom. The SU alumni party for every away football game is making headlines, as well as Robert Drummond, Syracuse football alum, and Dan Satora's pregame show two hours before kickoff for every home game. Private parties available as well for as many as 300 people. Come circulate at the Press Room Pub, downtown Syracuse, and visit PressRoomPub.com right now for more information. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrysigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. 
Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I hope everybody's having themselves a phenomenal Monday morning. Oh my gosh, but Dan, Mondays suck. No, they don't. Do you know why Mondays don't suck? Because you're alive. Because God gave you a chance. That is why Mondays don't suck, because you are here. You are alive. You are well. So, you know, and, you know, Dan, I'm not well. I don't feel good today. I'm sick. I'm going through a lot. That's okay. That's okay. I got your back. You're all right. We're going to be okay. We're going to figure this thing out together, right? Life is crazy, right? Life is crazy because it's full of crazy people. But that doesn't mean that you can't laugh through it. It doesn't mean you can't be okay through it. So, God bless. And again, truer words have not been spoken. What was just said by my guy, Marvin Graves, through adversity, you find out the character of a lot of people. Can't run away from things. How do people respond when poo-poo hits the fan? So if only Marvin knew how much that meant today to you, to me, to everybody. But, you know, that's the beauty of this show is that we're trying to help you out. Help me out. Help each other out. And good things come from that. So we're all together in this, folks. Do not be afraid. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to have a rough day, right? As long as you take care of yourself. So to everybody that's written to me this morning, I love you all to pieces. To every single one of you, I'll leave you unnamed because I know you got stuff going on, but the message that I shared this morning has caused other people to share their messages, and I'm not happy that you're going through pain, but I am very thankful that you're willing to share that this morning, so I appreciate that. I thank you for your honesty. I thank you that you feel that this is a safe place, because it is, and we're going to get through it together, whatever problems we got, so thank you guys. Thank you all for for sharing, sharing your stuff this morning, so... You know, we all just got to put e- put our hands on each other's shoulders, right? And pick each other up. That's all we got to do. God is great. God is good all the freaking time. <laughs> so all the time. So Marvin Graves said a lot of things, you know, that I thought were really important. I, I really love the conversation about the bye week. I thought that, that that went such a long way, you know, talking about the bye week and when do you have a break and should everybody have the same break and, and this, that, and the other. I thought that that really 
you know, to me, that's a conversation that I, I hope you go back and you listen to. You can always go back and listen to Wake Up Call after it's live. You can go to wakeupcalldt.com, click on the TuneIn app. You can click on the Podbean podcast. You can click on the iTunes podcast, the RSS feed. You can go to wakeupcalldt.podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. So pod like a tripod. And then bean, like the beans that you eat, that you put in your chili. So wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. I don't know why it's called Podbean. I just know that it's been a great service for me for a very, very long time. So shout out to the people at Podbean. And check out the show. So make sure you go back and listen to the conversation with Marvin Graves because I thought it was a great one. Not that... Not that every single week hasn't been wonderful. I just think that we're on to something this week, you know, with this bi-week conversation and really, you know, opening the doors to some stuff. So good, good things. And I uh, appreciate Marvin, as always, for being on the show. And uh, my prayers, my hopes, all my positivity to you, Marvin. You're such a blessing, and uh, and I really appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, thank you to, to uh, Marvin Graves for everything. Thank you for you to listening into the broadcast. We have a lot to talk about. In the second hour of the show, I'm getting into the Jaguars. And Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, did they have a wonderfully terrible game yesterday. So, you know, it is it is not going to be an easy conversation for me to have. If I had a nickel for every tough conversation that I've had to have or thought of having in the last couple of days, I'd be a freaking billionaire. So, you know, once again, I, I will I will have a, a tough conversation about something, this being about the Jaguars. And, Lord, this this Jacksonville Jaguars team is 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 all kinds of all kinds of dicey right now, are they not? So, you know, we're going to we're going to have to have a conversation about about the uh, about the Jaguars and and about you know what's going on in their neck of the woods as they have struggled in these first few weeks they came out gunning and you know right now they're kind of shooting blanks so to speak so we we have to discuss it but there's only one way to intro that in there's only one way we could talk about it I can't just talk about the Jaguars I have to do it my own way, and that is here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. When we speak on the Jaguars, we go on the prowl. Take it away, Nick. Lurking in the shadows is a predator unlike any other. Cities all over the nation be on alert. This predator doesn't slow down. It doesn't take a break. It's always on the prowl. Joining you on the prowl to talk Jacksonville Jaguars is Dan Tatora. The Jacksonville Jaguars, you're hearing you're hearing the growl right there. You're hearing them growl. They haven't been growling very often. They've been kind of purring as of late. You know, it's like Jaguars give us your greatest growl. <laughs> it's like that's what it feels. <laughs> that's you know, or it's like purr. <laughs> it's 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 not, it's not a it's not a. You know, there's none of that going on right now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dallas, holy sweet mother of Jesus, they're they're not they're not a good team, are they? They're they're not that great. You know, when Cole Beasley scores on you twice. And no offense to Cole Beasley, I like Cole Beasley. I'm just. You know, Orange Avenger said it's like the cowardly lion. You know, I just, I just need some courage. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's what it feels like in the here and now, right now. But you know, it, it's oh my lord, 
the 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 Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, did they have a day. Let's discuss it against my will. I'm kidding. I, I don't do anything against my will. So, you know, speaking on the Jacksonville Jaguars this morning, they are 3-3. Three and three. Now, this is the team that beat the Patriots by double digits, mind you folks, without Leonard Fournette and with Cam Robinson going out during the game injured and with Calais Campbell going out for part of the game injured. And they beat the Patriots 31-20. to 20. This team has legitimately just... They're one and three in their last four games. They have fallen off the wagon, and they have given up 70 points. This defense, which came into the season as potentially the best defense in the entire nation, not in the AFC South, not in the state of Florida, not on the East Coast, but in the entire country. Now, the Rams came in with some hype, and the Rams are backing that up. And Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, and I said, if Kirk can't get it done here, then maybe Kirk, you know, maybe Washington had a point by not paying him and just giving him the franchise tag. But if Kirk does do well, then he is who I think he is and, and who I thought he was, which is a man that was just, you know, in battle, just sitting there in Washington, like, let me go and let me go enjoy my life somewhere where I'm appreciated. So, you know, essentially, he's in Minnesota. He's doing good things in Minnesota. You know, there. I mean, there are teams that are stepping their game up. There's te- I mean, there's rookie quarterbacks, for goodness sakes, like Sam Darnold in a shootout with the Colts winning that game. You know, there's, there's a lot of good going on and some surprises and some not. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are a surprise and all, for all the wrong reasons. Their defense is the one thing that they can lean on, right, with all of their offensive injuries. Shall I tell you their offensive injuries? I shall. Well, first and foremost, every single one of their starting offensive linemen have been on the injury report at some point this season, from Cam Robinson to to Andrew Norwell to Brandon Linder to A.J. Can to Jeremy Parnell. And that's left tackle to right tackle in that order from left to right. So this has been going on, folks, okay? They're, they've they've been on the injury report. TJ Yeldon's been on the injury report. Corey Grant is on injured. He's Corey Grant's on injured reserve right now, who's, who's their kind of like utility belt. He's their speedy guy. He's their like secret weapon in Jacksonville, I think is a proper, you know, a, a proper – reference to who he is on the team. So Corey Grant's on injured reserve. Austin Safarian Jenkins, who started out playing well at tight end for the Jaguars, he's on injured reserve. Leonard Fournette has not played a full game. If he's played a game in most of these, in the first six weeks, he has not played a full game once in six weeks to start the season. Cam Robinson, the starting left tackle, the blind side for Blake Bortles, and a big help in the running game. He is out for the season. Marquise Lee was out for the season before the season even started. So think about that. Your start your your top wide receiver, your top tight end, your top running back, your top left tackle, your secret weapon. Every single one of them is injured. How are you supposed to win games? Because the thing is, and I understand, Blake Bortles has to make moves. Blake Bortles has to 
You know, he has to be able to carry this team. He's got to be a leader. He's got to be able to hunker down and say, what can I do to make this team better? But at the same time, I caution people with this because a couple years ago, before Blake Bortles had Andrew Norwell and Cam Robinson and Leonard Fournette and Austin Safarian Jenkins, Blake didn't look good at all. Now, did Blake look perfect last year? No. But damn it, he looked good. He looked better. He looked like he could help lead the team and do enough that he could get what needs to be done and move forward, that he could help the team gut it out. His arm strength is better than people give him credit for. I think he's the best running quarterback in the country that knows when to slide and when to get out of bounds and doesn't throw his body on the line. So... When push comes to shove, Blake Bortles is not a bad quarterback. But I want to ask you a question here. Cam Robinson is his blind – he protects the blind spot, right? The left tackle that we talked about. Right-handed quarterback, there's your blind spot. Cam Robinson is out for the season. Well, Dan, you said that already. Yeah, but Josh Wells, who is the backup at left tackle to Cam Robinson, he's now not playing. So you are on your third left tackle of the season, which is arguably for Blake Bortles guarding your blind side, the most important guy out there next to the center, and he's not there for you. So Leonard Fournette had Cam Robinson. Fred Taylor had Tony Baselli. Think about that scenario, and, that, and Mark Brunel had Tony Baselli. Think about that scenario in that situation. Blake Bortles has, has lost his blind side protector not once but twice. And Josh Wells didn't do that bad coming out of James Madison. He's done some good things, and he stepped in and shown that he was more ready than maybe people had an expectation for a backup to be in the NFL. So you lose Cam Robinson. You lose Josh Wells. You're on to, you are six weeks into the NFL, and you are on to your third left tackle, who just so happens to be Eric Flowers, who just so happened to be critiqued for not being able to guard a darn thing with the New York Giants. So... You are literally grasping at straws. That's not Blake Bortles' fault. Leonard Fournette, two years ago, Blake Bortles didn't have him when Blake Bortles looked terrible. And without a strong, powered back who can handle the load of 15 carries, 20 carries, 30 carries in a game, who can hit, who can block for you, Leonard Fournette is not out there. So now... Go back two years when he didn't have Leonard Fournette, when they didn't have a running game. They didn't have somebody they could dump the ball off to that they could trust. It's the same type of scenario. Take Marquise Lee out of it. And and Blake Bortles didn't just lose Marquise Lee. He lost the top three receivers he's used to throwing to. Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, and Marquise Lee. Allen Robinson left in free agency to the Bears. Allen Hearns was released and went to the Cowboys. And Marquise Lee is out for the season with an injury after getting hit in the preseason below the belt. So... Everybody wants to blame Blake Bortles, and I'm not saying that Blake is, is, is doing a great job or even a good job right now of moving the ball up and down the field. But what I am telling you is you have to look beyond the surface of the easy argument, and the easy argument is to say get a new quarterback, but that new quarterback still doesn't have Leonard Fournette. That new quarterback is still on their third offensive tackle or third left tackle of the season. That, that, uh, that new quarterback still has to deal with the fact that the entire offensive line of Jackson is arguably not 100% healthy. That new quarterback has to deal with the fact that 
they have already lost their starting tight end and their starting wide receiver. So please tell me what quarterback sitting out there is going to be able to deal with all of that stress and all of that craziness and not make a few mistakes. So that's an issue. That's an issue. I am not going to sit here and tell you that Blake Bortles two weeks ago throwing four interceptions and fumbling the ball and being responsible for five possessions going back to Kansas City in a game where Jacksonville, if they did not do that, would have come very damn close or would have beaten Kansas City. I'm not saying that I can defend that with Blake Bortles. But I am telling you with utter certainty that the injuries to this offensive line have given him less time to throw the ball, less time to make decisions, and you you say, well, he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, well, when you cut somebody's time in half, when you call hike and somebody's already through the line in 1.8 seconds, that's not going to be positive for anybody. It's not going to be positive for Blake. It's not going to be positive for any quarterback. You could be a good quarterback in the NFL, but if you have no protection, what are you going to do? If Aaron Rodgers had no offensive line to protect him, would you think that, oh, my God, he's great? Yeah, and Orange Avenger said, look at Eli. Look at David Carr. I bring it up all the time. Sacked 93 times when he was the quarterback of the Houston Texans. He didn't have – you can't say he's a bad quarterback because he never got to show you he, what he was like throwing the ball. When you get sacked 93 times, you're not throwing the ball that much. And if you are throwing that ball, you're like, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I'm going to get pummeled again. It was as if his offensive line was all eating at shawarma with the Avengers – while he was hiking the ball to himself. So you can't blame Blake Bortles for his lack of protection. You can't blame Blake Bortles for losing weapons. You can't blame Blake Bortles for not having a running back just like he didn't have two years ago. They've lost two-thirds of their of their backfield. And TJ Yeldon's not 100%, arguably. So they've lost two-thirds plus... You bring in Jamal Charles. He was on the team for five seconds before he had to play this week. You know, he wasn't even there a full week, and he had to play. Eric Flower, you know what I mean? It's like to say that Jacksonville is a Super Bowl caliber team that's just mucking it up is not fair. We're not talking about a Jacksonville Jaguars team with a healthy receiving core, a healthy four net, a healthy offensive line, all the starters on the offensive line there, a healthy Austin Safarian Jenkins that's just terrible. We're not talking about that. We're talking about an injury-laden championship caliber team that is trying to figure things out. They have made multiple moves in the first six weeks of the season that you shouldn't have to make. And the saddest thing of all, in my opinion, is having to see a team go through something like this, is having to see a team have to deal with something like this, something of this caliber. It caliber. It's out of their control. It is out of their control completely. And and so what's the argument? Well, Dan, they should have backups that are ready. Can You, you know what? It's like all these people get paid money. It's not like this is a high school team saying, you know, we have one of the best high schools and everybody wants to play, you know, for our high school. So next man up approach, everybody on our team's a starter. You know, and it's like you can't compare basketball to football in this sense because, you know, it's like, well, everybody on Duke's bench can can play like a starter. Yeah, well, how many, there's 13 guys that they got to worry about. There's 53 guys on this roster. 
and you can't carry four offensive tackles on the left side. You know what I mean? So it's you do the best you can. It is so hard to find one good, maybe great player at each position that to say to an NFL team, you your backup left tackle should be capable of being a starter on any team in the NFL. It's not fair. There's a reason why they're backing somebody up. They did this, but not that. They didn't do enough to be the starter. So there's going to be growing pains. I think that any team right now with their third shot at a left tackle is going to struggle. I think any team out there right now is going to struggle. Because, yes, the Jaguars are making mistakes. You know, and everybody says, well, Dan, it's, you know, but injuries are going to do this. Injuries are going to affect things out of their control are affecting them. Now, how they respond to that adversity shows their character. That's what Marvin Graves just said, right? How you respond to being punched in the teeth how you respond to reading a message that's awful, how you respond to a terrible situation in your life shows who you are. Are the Jaguars going to run? The look on Jalen Ramsey's face in the second half of this game, I understand you're pissed. I understand you're mad. I understand that you're like, oh my God, how is this happening? But the look on Jalen Ramsey's face was like a kid who was at a birthday party of a friend that's really not a friend and he don't want to be there anymore. And if that's the look on your face, you are going to get killed 40-7. to You are going to miss a hell of a lot defensively. When one of the best guys on your defense is like, get me the F out of here, that's what he looked like. I can't say that that's what he was saying. I can't say that that's what he was feeling. I'm speaking only from my point of view. Jalen Ramsey could tell me I'm nuts. But I would consider myself a good judge of character, and the looks on people's faces really show a lot about their emotions. And the look on his face was, I'm embarrassed to be here right now. And... There was still plenty more game to play. Maybe you're not going to win, but damn it if you can't do something. And if your offense isn't getting it done, why can't your defense get an interception? Why can't your defense turn the ball over and move it? Why can't you get after it that way? You know, that's how I look at the situation is if you are struggling with X, why not try Y? Because the definition of insanity is just doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result. That's all it is, is saying, well, I hope that things get better, but you know, I'm not going to do it. What was the defense doing to stop it? Now, in the defense's defense, ironically, in the defense of the defense, I will tell you that that's, that's why our English language is so hard to learn, and I'm so happy that I grew up in America, because words sound different how you use them. In defense of the defense spelled the same way, but you don't say in, in defense of the defense or in defense of the defense in defense of the defense. I taught you something today. You're like, Oh Dan, you're bringing me back to third grade, baby. Let's do this. So in defense of the Jaguars defense, the longer you're on the field, you're going to make mistakes. 
And I said that last night. <clears throat> it doesn't matter how good your defense is. You're going to make mistakes, okay? It's a human body. No matter how good you are, your human body can only take so much. You can only take so much beating before you're like, okay, that's enough, right? You can only take so much. And I think that when you're watching the game, when a fan's watching the game, they're like, yeah, but this is an NFL player. They're supposed to be ready for this. They're supposed to get up for this. They shouldn't be gassed. They shouldn't be tired. It's a human body. What are you supposed to do? They're not robotic. They don't, you know, they don't have superpowers. It's a human body. So, this Jacksonville Jaguars defense is as good as they can be. Yeah, they're struggling right now. They're struggling right now. And the inability of Jacksonville to move the ball down the field and have consistent three and outs is not going to help this defense that's given up 70 points in the last two weeks. The Jacksonville Jaguars do not give up 70 points in two games. They don't give up 70 points in four games. They don't give 70. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not the MO of this defense. The offense scored 21. The defense gave up 70. It's extremely uncharacteristic of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Extremely uncharacteristic of the Jacksonville Jaguars to do stuff like this. But again, if your defense is on the field, the majority of the game they're going to make mistakes. They're going to be gassed. And if they feel like the offense isn't holding up their end of the bargain, I'm not saying this is right, but they kind of give up a little. And that's what the look on J- Jalen Ramsey's face was like, screw this. You know what I mean? And, the, and like, I'm over it. And the Jack, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars only had 204 yards total in four quarters against the Cowboys. There are players that have 204 yards as a running back, 200. There was over 200 yards, 204 yards went to Stevie Scott, who played for CBA here in Central New York in his second week with Indiana this year as a true freshman. He had 204 rushing yards in one game, 31 carries. So Stevie Scott equaled Jacksonville's entire offense. Shout out to you, Stevie. I hope that means really good things. The Jaguars only had 10 first downs to the Cowboys, 23 first downs. The Jaguars had the ball for 21 minutes and 10 seconds. The Cowboys had it for 38 minutes and 50 seconds. They had the ball for almost 40 of the 60 minutes. That means that the Cowboys were just shy of, to put it into perspective, the Cowboys had possession for three quarters and the Jaguars had one quarter to try and score 40 points to put it into perspective 40 about 40 minutes 20 minutes okay so it's 45 minutes to play three quarters and 15 minutes for that last one so the Jaguars literally had one quarter and some change with the ball, and the Cowboys had the ball for almost three quarters. 75% of the time, almost 75% of the time in this game, the Cowboys had the ball. That's what I'm saying. You can say what you want to say about this defense, but when 70 to 75% of the time they're on the field, they're going to struggle. 
when your offense is only getting you 10 first downs and Dallas's has 23. Dallas had no turnovers. The Jaguars had two. So then you add those two possessions onto every other possession that the Jaguars' defense already had to be on the field for. So, again, I am not saying that Blake Bortles is scot-free. I'm not saying that Blake Bortles is not having some issues out there. But you're on your third left tackle. You don't have your starting running back. <clears throat> you don't have your number one receiver, arguably. You don't have your number one tight end. You don't have one of your backup running backs who's also a special teams player for you. They didn't just lose Corey Grant in the backfield. They lost Corey Grant on kick and punt returns, okay? That is a lot. That is a lot, and that's more pressure on Jadon Mickens now. So all of that's going on. So Blake Bortles is making mistakes, but you can't blame all that other stuff on him. And then we look to the defensive side of the ball. If the defense is on the field for three out of four quarters pretty much, yes, the defense is not turning the ball, not getting the ball turned over. They're not getting to the quarterback. They're not getting interceptions. But show me a defense that's going to be on the field for three or four quarters that doesn't get gassed and eventually, you know. Teams whose defenses are on the field for 40 minutes get blown out, okay? It's just how it is. I don't think that this Jaguars team is going to get blown out every single week, but I know for a fact that if this offense can't move the ball, that this defense is going to continue to look uncharacteristic of itself. And that's reality. Let's take a step aside on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I got to talk about some things after the broadcast in the NFL, and we're going to talk about the rankings in college football. There's some stuff we have to get to. And by the way, is there any broadcaster that, you know, okay, take me out of the equation. You know I'm impartial. Take me out, okay? I will critique whatever I need to critique, because, you know, to tell the truth. I mean, that's what it is, constructively and positively. I'm not a negative person. So let me say this to you. Take me out of the equation. Is there any broadcaster out there that wouldn't make out with Tom Brady if they had the chance? Because that's what I'm hearing when I'm listening to the commentating. We'll take a step aside. We'll be back in a moment. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price.
Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. We just went on the Prowl and Jacksonville Jaguars talk. And now we're talking about do people in the media want to make out with Tom Brady? Because it sounds like they do. Now, I was watching the game last night. Watched the whole game. Uh, Kansas City on the road against the Patriots. A little shootout that was going on there. 43-40. to Still pissed off at Pat Mahomes that the last touchdown he threw was to Tyreek Hill because I was winning my fantasy game. And Jordan Newman, who you get to see on Friday morning live on video and hear him here on audio every Friday on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And, of course, on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. And when I say on video, of course, I mean on uh, Facebook.com backslash live now. DT, which is our live feed when we do our video segments on Fridays starting at 10 a.m. with John and Jordan Newman. John and I start things off, and then Jordan comes in to the broadcast into the video uh, within within the confines of our... I shouldn't even say the confines. We don't have confines. I mean, we start at 10 a.m. We go until we feel like stopping. I mean, that's that's how it is. It's a marathon, not a sprint, folks. So... You know, so Jordan and I were watching the game together last night. John Jordan and I were all watching the the Chiefs at the Patriots. And <clears throat> Jordan and I just so happened to ironically be playing in fantasy in one of my leagues here in Central New York that all call the Wildcat Sports Pub home on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York. So we are going up against each other in fantasy while we're watching the game in reality, and he needed eight points from Tyreek Hill at the end of the game to win. And that's when Tyreek Hill caught that, you know, when Pat Mahomes dropped back and the team was down by seven points, and he dropped back, and it was 40-33, to 
and he threw out to Tyreek Hill, who turned around, and once he turns on the Jets, he gone and tie the game 40-40. to 40. Well, I ended up losing my fantasy game, so I'm still pissed at you, Pat Mahomes. I, I love you. I do, and I think that we can be friends, but I'm, I'm, I'm upset this morning with you. So, naughty. I don't like it. But to Pat Mahomes' defense, there were no videos about Pat Mahomes throwing motion in the game. You know, in the run of play during the game, this isn't like to fill something at halftime. During the game, you know, Tom Brady is out there, pass the ball, doing this, that, and the other thing. And they had a video that they had taken at some point in the week or whenever of Tom Brady and a coach working on how he throws the ball. And then, you know, us watching him with a penny on in practice, on the practice field, throw the ball and how he arcs it or how he moves his arm. And then they went into the game and took cuts of the game last night of pieces that had already happened in the game and were showing where his elbow is and where his arm is and how he's throwing and all this stuff. And John and Jordan and I, we just sat there like, is this a real thing? Like, is this a joke or, you know, what is this that we're watching? We're watching like an ode to Tom Brady and the beauty of Tom Brady and how wonderful Tom Brady is just kind of didn't make any sense to us. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you kind of sit there like, is there a reason why we're, you know, and I almost felt like, you know, I felt like in that moment where I'm seeing Tom Brady and, you know, in the run of play saying, hey, we did this package with Tom Brady about how he throws the ball and then we're going to take cuts of the film that we've been editing throughout the entire game and we're going to show you and highlight how he's throwing the ball and the motion that he has and just how wonderful it is and how crisp it is and how perfect it is and how great he is and we love Tom Brady and oh my God, they didn't do any of those for Pat Mahomes and I I don't remember watching any NFL games where someone had a package during the game that they played about how a quarterback throws and then showed all these different clips about, oh, he throws this way and this is his elbow and look at where his elbow goes and how wonderful it looks here and look at what he does there. And I'm kind of banging my head against the wall going, you know, I mean, is this truly like, I love you, Tom Brady? I can't, I can't, it's like, I love you, Beth Cooper, but it's, I love you, Tom Brady. And it almost made me feel like there had to be, you know, some type of thing playing in the background when this was on. I almost felt like when they were doing this ode to Tom Brady, that, you know, we, we would essentially hear this in the background. See the clips moving through of Tom Brady. It's. I mean, it's. I mean, Tom Brady is. He's. He's. A, he's. 
he's one hell of a quarterback, is he not? But I I can proudly say that I have not done segments on my show about, you know, how Tom eats Fruit Loops or how Tom likes to, you know, talk to the characters on Sesame Street or anything like that. And by the way, the song that I picked, terrible, because it really hit me in the heart. That was a song at my wedding. So, but, you know, the crazy thing that this is what we saw last night. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. But the thing that was even crazier than all of these random packages about how Tom Brady throws the football is the last touchdown of the game. When all their infinite wisdom, you talk about Jacksonville's defense making bad decisions, and all the infinite wisdom of the Kansas City Chiefs, they put Rob Gronkowski in single coverage when he lined up on the outside. Now, Rob Gronkowski is bigger than most, taller than most, thicker than most, and you had him in single coverage at the end of the game. And Tom Brady saw it and said, all right, I'm going to throw this up like textbook work. He's going to catch it. We're going to get a touchdown. We're going to make this. We're going to make this look easy. And essentially, they did make it look very, very easy. Crazy, absolutely insane. The Patriots win the game, 43 to 40. I think the, I think the, uh, the factual evidence and info on this was that a game has never ended in the NFL by that score. There's never been a score in the NFL that was 43 to 40. For those of you that, you know, like the, the the little tidbits of info to share that with you, I'm very proud to. And we're going to talk about other games in the NFL coming up here in just a little bit. Some shockers that happen. Now, I told you, when it comes to the NFC South, if you're playing in fantasy, which why you wouldn't be in the Wake Up Call Fantasy Football Challenge, which is free and the Pennant Trophy provides Lombardi trophies to the winner and and provides a toilet bowl to the loser. We have a lot of fun with it. We hang out at the Wildcat Sports Pub, which is a great venue to call home for fantasy football or in general for anybody living in central and upstate New York and everybody coming to visit. It was voted the best sports bar and the best overall bar in the entire area of, you know, central and upstate New York here in, you know, in, in our region. So big shout out to the Wildcat and well earned, I will tell you that. So if you're playing fantasy, first of all, you should be in the Wake Up Call Fantasy Challenge. You should be hanging out at the Wildcat and you have the opportunity of getting a great trophy from the Penn and Trophy Center with Dan Monty and his entire team who do impeccable work and have been tremendous in the grand scheme of things. And in this fantasy world, I always tell you when the NFC South plays the NFC South, you play your players on those teams. Okay. For them, you know, the, it, obviously you're not playing the, the fifth string wide receiver, but sometimes you are because Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina don't play defense, especially when they play each other. And Atlanta and Tampa showed that. It was another shootout. Atlanta won it 34-29. to Yet another shootout in the game. Pittsburgh had a divisional matchup with Cincinnati, which I think is a better game than maybe people would have treated it. You know, so many different things happened. Seattle won in, in London. They can't win on the road anywhere else, but they can win in London. And Chicago and Miami had overtime. There's been so many overtime games this this season so far. We're only six weeks in. So we got a lot to talk about on the other side of this fast break. Follow me back after this. I appreciate it. This is a wake-up call fast break. 
Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Gear up with the real deal at Drysig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at drysigapparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Unica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I hope everybody is enjoying their morning here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. It's a Monday morning, and I know that people are like, oh, grr, Mondays, but it's not a grr Mondays. Monday can be beautiful. Monday can be special. You want to know why? Because God woke you up today. Did you say thank you? Take a second to say thank you to God for waking you up today, please. Take a second to say thank you to God for waking you up today. Because today's a beautiful day. And today is the first day of the rest of your life. So have fun with it. Give it all you got. Like I said, we talk about some stuff going on in the NFL. And we talked about, you know, Dallas and Jacksonville. A positivity for Jacksonville, though, now that they're 3-3, three and three, believe it or not, is that the Tennessee Titans are also 3-3 three and three because they got shut out at home by the Baltimore Ravens. The Titans are a thorn in the side of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they seem to play them close and have a similar record, the same record. And right now, with Jacksonville getting blown out, they needed Tennessee to have a bad day, and Tennessee had a bad day. So both teams are 3-3. Three and three. Michael Crabtree had a touchdown in the game, 93 yards, respectable. Alex Collins, I still think, is the best fantasy player to play on Baltimore 
consistently from week to week because of what he does. And he had two touchdowns in this game on the ground, even though he didn't have a phenomenal you know, overall approach. And then uh, Gus Edwards behind him, who was a rookie out of Rutgers, didn't have, you know, he had 4.2 yards of carry, not too shabby. Lamar Jackson is still getting involved. They're still finding ways to get him out there. He ran the ball for a 22-yard gain. So, you know, you look at opportunities like that. I just like the fact that they're getting Lamar Jackson utilized in the offense. They're using him as a weapon. They're not just saying, is it Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson? Is, you know, are we going to put this guy in or that guy in? You know, they're essentially saying, let's run with Joe Flacco, but Lamar, you're not going to sit and watch the entire game. Like, we're going to need you to help this team. And he has been able to do some good things. So, shout out to Lamar Jackson for that and for the Baltimore Ravens being creative and and not just letting them sit on the bench and, and have wasted talent, you know, essentially. So good, you know, good things for Baltimore as that division, I'll tell you, of the of the AFC North is is shaping up to be pretty special. Right? The Cincinnati Bengals are four and two. The Baltimore Ravens are four and two. The Pittsburgh Steelers are three, two, and one. The Cleveland Browns are two, three, and one. It is still anybody's division to take right there. And believe it or not, the Miami Dolphins and the Patriots are both at the top of the AFC East at four and two, but the Jets are three and three and still in things. The Jaguars, the Texans, and the Titans are all three and three right now. So while the Jaguars were sleeping and the Titans were getting defeated by the Trojan horse, so to speak, coming into town, the Houston Texans have have quietly, systematically found their way back to the top of the AFC South. They're three and three. So you got three three and three teams in the Indianapolis Colts at one and five. So now the Jaguars have to overtake the Texans and the Titans if they want to win this division. The Kansas City Chiefs are five and one, losing their first game this season in the sixth try that they had that game, being up against the New England Patriots, as I talked about last night. For those of you listening live, the Los Angeles Chargers are right behind them at four and two. The Raiders are all kinds of in trouble. They're one and five. It almost looks like John Gruden's there as a sleeper cell to go and screw up everything. It's it's ridiculous what's going on with the Raiders. It's it's like let's make sure that Oakland, California has legitimately the worst time ever before we move to Vegas. Let's make sure that these fans are are literally see the worst product on the field that they've seen in a long time before we go to a new city and fall in love there. Well, the grass ain't always greener on the other side, honey bunch. So. The Kansas City Chiefs are 5-1. and one. The Los Angeles Chargers are 4-2, and two, and that division is fun. At least half of it is fun. The NFC East, you're not going to believe me. You're not going to believe me. I want to pre- – you're not going to believe me. You'll believe me that the Giants are 1-5, but you're not going to believe me with the NFC East right now. It's anybody's division, first and foremost. The Washington Redskins are 3-2, and two, and they're at the top of the division. The Cowboys are 3-3, three and three, and the Eagles are 3-3. Three and three. So the Eagles are obviously still in it, but the Redskins are leading the division. And the and the Cowboys, who do not have a, a starting tight end and do not have a starting wide receiver and have consistently struggled, and Dak Prescott outside of the highlight reel that he did against the Jacksonville Jaguars has not looked that great, yet the Cowboys are 3-3. Three and three and they've won two of their last three games, defeating the Lions, who are not a bad team this year, and defeating the Jaguars, who are supposed to be a good team. 
this year. They've lost to the Panthers, the Seahawks, and the Texans. And the Cowboys are still in this thing, in the division very much so in the NFC East. How about the NFC North? I told you, this Khalil Mack thing, all of a sudden there's defense in Chicago again. All of a sudden there's excitement in Chicago again. All of a sudden Chicago might be a contender in this division again. They're at the top at 3-2. and two. Minnesota's 3-2-1. and one. Green Bay is behind them at 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. Detroit Lions are still in this thing at 2-3. and three. So the Lions are very much alive. They were off this week with the Saints. The Packers are struggling. The Vikings are not doing that bad. But the Chicago Bears are at the top. Everybody, at least 75% of the NFC North is viable to win the division. And if the Lions can get a little bit better and be consistently good, then all four teams got a chance to win this thing. The NFC South and New Orleans Saints are 4-1. and one, And how about another friggin' Super Bowl run for Drew Brees? Wouldn't everybody like to see that? For the 40, I mean, this this man, I, I got to tell you, at 39 years old, I'm trying to think, is it is it his birthday yet? I didn't want to call him 40. You know, I know how people get weird about that stuff, right? You can't, you can't say that, you know, they're 40 until they're 40. So he's 39 years old right now, born on January 15th, 1979. So he's 39 years old. He's not 40 yet. See, I had to make sure to not call him 40. Tom Brady's 41, believe it or not, with that pristine, beautiful face. And, but Drew Brees, so, you know, getting back to Drew Brees, as I digress, I was, I was obviously being facetious and joking around about Tom Brady because so many people want to talk about how wonderful that he is and everything, and he looks great. I'm sure that there's broadcasters that are out there like, have you ever seen seen him eat a chicken salad sandwich? Have you ever seen him eat a chicken salad sandwich? It's groundbreaking. It'll change your life. Like, I feel like there's the, like, because that's how they talk about him. And again, he is a tremendous quarterback. But... If you would like to kiss a picture of Tom Brady in the comfort of your own home, that's fine. Please do not share that on the broadcast. Now, now, I mean, I got and I have to joke about it because it's it's what it's like Dick Vitale with Duke. It's so there that you have to just be like, does everybody else kind of like? Are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? That Tom Brady is, you know, that every you know people just fawn over Tom Brady. So he's a very good quarterback. Very good. But I don't have any packages on the show of him talking about what potato chips are his favorite. Now, the New Orleans, maybe I will someday. And again, Tom, please don't take this offensively in any way stretch of the imagination. Because I just think it's kind of funny that, you know, he just gets special treatment. It's just, I mean, yesterday there was no flag and then he threw his hands up and went over the ref and then all of a sudden there's a flag. I was like, wow, that's... That's Jordan rules. That's Michael Jordan rules right there. That's good stuff. Jordan doesn't foul out of games. You can't you can't foul you foul Jordan out of a game, maybe you're not a ref tomorrow. Like that's how it feels. So with all that being said, shout out to Tom Brady. But I gotta talk about another quarterback that I love to watch, and that's Drew Brees. I love watching Drew Brees. And how about this friggin' Saints team? They lost their first game in a shootout at home against the Buccaneers forty eight to forty when Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing crazy things. Then they defeated the Browns at home by three because the Browns are a better team this year. Then they go on a shootout with the Falcons and take them down. Then they take down the Giants 33-18. to They take down the Skins 43-19. to This team that's been 
playing in shootouts throughout the early part of the season in the last couple weeks has scored 76 points while allowing 37. Scoring 76, allowing 37. So, shout out to Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Shout out to Marcus Davenport, who they went up and drafted because that's obviously important with this team as well. It's important that, because I, I said this, before the Super Bowl happened when the when the Saints played the Colts and the Saints won, and if Peyton Manning did not throw that interception and had thrown a touchdown, I would have had the exact score for the first time ever and the winner. I would have had the exact winner with the Saints and the exact score of the game if Peyton Manning didn't screw up. But I forgave Peyton Manning. It happened a while ago, and I still love you, and everything is going to be okay. So the uh, the the Saints, though, to speak on their defense and just what their defense has done, you know, most recently against the Skins, they had eight tackles for a loss, three sacks in a game, six passes defended, four quarterback hits, 50 tackles. You know, they, they did some good things out there. This defense has to be a little bit better than average for Drew Brees to have a shot at getting back to the Super Bowl. Because, dare I say it, I think that Drew Brees could get there. And if it sounds like my voice is going out, that's because over the weekend I kind of lost it. So please bear with me. I'm not going through puberty, I promise. (laughs) So, but the, you know, Drew Brees, 39 years old, his completion percentage was 72% last season, which is the greatest it's ever been. And he's doing that. He's getting better like a fine wine. 77% completion percentage this season, you know, uh, through the through the early part of this thing, doing great things. And how about Traquan Smith, who came from where, folks? Oh, I'm sorry. That's UCF, Central Florida, the team that's still undefeated in college football. Third round draft pick, 91st overall. Traquan Smith drafted in this year's draft. He caught the touchdown pass that set the record for Drew Brees for most passing yards in a career for a quarterback and how and and in that game most recently here he had two touchdowns on three catches for 111 yards so let me shout out Traquan Smith let me shout out Cameron Meredith who's being utilized more by you know in the Saints offense as well which is good stuff so I mean you know and it was a perfect situation for Drew Brees to have an extended celebration in the Saints and the city of New Orleans to have an extended celebration and fans of the Saints to have an extended celebration for Drew Brees to set the record and then to have a week off for that to you know just sit out there and enjoy and have parades and I've been down in New Orleans you know every day is every day is a, a celebration So big ups to New Orleans and God bless to everybody down there. Hope you're all safe and doing well. And I miss you guys. So the New Orleans Saints are four and one, but right behind them is the Carolina Panthers. Little pesky. Tampa Bay Bucks aren't out of it. Neither are the Falcons. Bucks are two and three. The Falcons are two and four. But the Falcons got to be careful because they're they're winning some of these shootouts, but they're playing in shootouts every single week. You know, at least the Saints are keeping some teams down right now. The only undefeated team in America in the NFL of 32 franchises is, wait for it, hold it, the Los Angeles Rams. 6-0, and 3-0 at home, 3-0 and away. So you can't be like, well, they played most of their games at home. They play the same amount of games at home as they played on the road. They are 6-0. and The Seattle Seahawks 
and the San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals, it looks like Los Angeles has almost won this division. Seattle's fighting a little bit. They're 3-3. Three and three. They still have life. The Niners are 1-4. The Cardinals are 1-5. So this division is not top-heavy in the sense of half of it is good. It's one-heavy in the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams defeated the Raiders 33 to 13 to start the season. Then they shut out the Cardinals 34 to nothing. Then they defeated the Chargers 35 to 23. Then they defeated the Vikings 38-31. The Seahawks in Seattle with the 12th man against them 33 to 31 and at the Broncos in Denver 23 to 20. So think about this. The Los Angeles Rams started off the season shutting a team out, or winning by double digits. They won against the Raiders, Cardinals, and Chargers by double digits. Then when they played the Vikings, Seahawks, and Broncos, they gutted it out. They gutted out a win by a touchdown over the Vikings, two-point win over the Seahawks, three-point win over the Broncos. So this, you know, it shows gritty. It shows that grittiness. It shows that ability to handle whatever is thrown at them. Now, some may say that if you follow the bouncing ball, you're shutting teams out. Now you're barely winning, so could you lose in these games coming up? Yeah, there could be an opportunity, but this Los Angeles Rams has to stay focused. That's where the mentality comes in. We were beating teams by 30 points, 20 points, 15 points, whatever it may be. Now we're winning games at crunch time. We're winning games you know, at the, at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. But you're 6-0. and You can't be like, hey, we're 6-0, and we're undefeated, nobody can defeat us. You have to have that mentality maybe quietly, and you can share that with each other. Nobody can defeat us because we're not going to defeat ourselves. But you have to stay focused, and you have to be mentally prepared to take on what you're going to take on. You can't buy into your own hype ever. I've never bought into my own hype. It's never been me. I've never been like, oh, people think I'm great. I'm great. I've said to myself, you are great. There is no broadcaster in this world or any planet anywhere in any universe that can ever do your job better than what you're doing right now. Appreciate it every morning. Thank God for your talents. Thank God for waking you up and go out there. And if you had 999 good shows in a row, then go have a thousandth. Go have a thousand and one. That's how I look at life. Every single day, just because you keep being good and good and good at something doesn't mean that you should underappreciate it or forget about it. So be good to yourself and enjoy what you're doing. So big ups to the Rams that have gutted out three wins in a row and are the only undefeated team of 32 franchises in America with a quarterback or quarterback with a coach that's almost the same age as me, Sean McVay. Sean, great stuff. Would love to talk to him someday. Let's take a step aside for a fast break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up the show and get you ready for the rest of the week. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. Having peace of mind when you're out of town, that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound, means taking them to Canine Campground. Because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying, in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. 
Their drop-off and pickup times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K, dot com. K9Campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to K9 Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Pendant Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is pen and trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day. All complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Appreciate you being here every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It's important if you're not a member to become a member today, MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Make sure you check it out. 
I love you. I appreciate you, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. On Friday's show, we had to cut the show short. We had an emergency, unfortunately, an unforeseen circumstance. So I said to you that day, I was like, John Newman got a new haircut, and we'll we'll show it to you and talk about it next. And then we disappeared, and John's like, you got to make sure that everybody kind of like knows I didn't like kill you or something. So I am here. I am well. I am alive. Blink twice if you feel safe. I'm blinking twice. So thank you so much to to uh, to John being in the studio. We're sorry we had to cut it short on Friday. Always happy to be here with you every Monday through Friday. God bless and uh, big ups to that. Getting you ready for the week coming up tomorrow, Tuesday, October 16th. We're getting closer and closer and closer to my birthday. And I want to shout out Lisa uh, for her birthday this past Sunday, October 14th. I want to shout out my producer and longtime buddy Nick Lothithero for his birthday on October 12th. I know I showed him some love on Friday's show. And uh, Aubrey, I want to say happy birthday, Aubrey. Little sweet girl, happy birthday. Lisa's daughter, actually. So birthdays very close to each other. So shout out to everybody whose birthday is happening, coming up, has happened this year. I hope you had a phenomenal birthday. I can't wait for my birthday birthday, which is uh, this coming Sunday, October 21st. If you know, if I ever... (laughs) If I ever needed a Sunday birthday, it was this year. So happy birthday to uh, everybody had a birthday out there. Lisa, Aubrey, Nick, everybody happy, happy birthday. There's other birthdays that I got I got a shout out today. And let me just, let me double check on here because I want to make sure that I don't forget anybody. Happy birthday to Stephen. I can't really do the Stephen call with my throat, you know, being the way it's been. But it's Stephen, happy Happy birthday to Steve, uh, my longtime buddy from college. Big ups to you, buddy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Abby. Big time happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Mike and uh, Michelangelo, that is. Happy. want to make sure we get our mics right here on the mic. So happy birthday to Mike Colangelo. And uh, God bless to every single one of you. So getting you ready for tomorrow's broadcast. We're going to have some fun. The Syracuse Orange are going to be on the show. The men's basketball team is going to be on the broadcast. You're going to hear from new voices and new members of the team, Robert Braswell and Buddy Beheim. Buddy's been on the show a ton of times. You're going to get to hear from him again. I have a really great relationship with Buddy. Can't wait to have him back on the show. Robert Braswell, first time him and I got to speak, and you'll get to hear it. So with Syracuse Media Day ushering in this 2018-19 season. You're going to hear numerous conversations that I've had with Syracuse this week. Robert Braswell will will start things off with Buddy Bayheim, and he is not a new face, but it's the first time he gets to play. He's got three seasons of eligibility after transferring from East Carolina. Elijah Hughes will be on the show tomorrow, and Howard Washington who's coming back from injury and a longtime friend of O'Shea Brissett. They play together at the Athlete Institute up in Canada. You're going to hear from Howard Washington about his rehab and so much more. And you're going to hear an extended one-on-one that nobody else – see, you know, in in these situations, you know, there's the press conference and, you know, when everybody's around and – just getting information and people asking questions and other people like taking those Q&As and whatnot. I had a one-on-one away from everybody else with Tyus Battle. So this entire conversation, I can tell you for fact, will not be heard anywhere else but on Wake Up Call. Tyus Battle will be joining me tomorrow as well. We'll do the ingredients to success, probably brought to you by Utica Pizza Company. And we'll talk about, because uh, we didn't get into it today, the college football rankings 
and just what I'm seeing from that right now. So God bless in the meantime. Be well, be good to each other. And like I said at the beginning of the show, don't ever give up. Don't run away from your problems. Don't be a coward. And always love yourself like crazy. Even when the people that are supposed to love you most don't, don't ever stop loving yourself. And it is never okay. It is never okay to stop following your dreams or stop being who you know that God made you to be. So love yourself, love your heart, love your body, love your mind, love your spirit. And don't use any of those things to sin and don't use any of those things to hurt somebody else. We can't control a lot of things in this world, but we can control our actions and our words and how we treat other people. Don't do anything that you wouldn't want done to you. And don't hurt somebody just to feel good for a few minutes. God bless you all, and I'll talk with you on tomorrow's broadcast. Be well. My heart goes out to every single one of you. Again, thank you for sending me your thoughts, and and we're praying for every single one of you and everything that's going on this morning. I feel so tremendously happy that I have listeners that feel so safe and so open and sharing things with me and know that, you know, we got your back. So God bless you. I love you all. And uh, just know your voice is going to be here tomorrow. Always. I'll talk to you soon. I love you, G-Mama. I love you. That just needed to be said. I'll talk with you tomorrow morning.